Euro 2020-21 on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, simulcasting on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by Winbet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your erectile dysfunction. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. Finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Our app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. Hey guys, this is your final Euro 2020 group stage preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, looking at the final six games for match day three. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can check me out on my website, lockbetting.com, where I'm guiding my clients to their 97th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That's right. I have given my clients eight years of profit without a single losing month. 96 months in a row, heading towards 97. And if you don't want to sign up this month for the final nine days, then sign up for the 98th. Still plenty of stuff to come in the month of July, including all of the Wimbledon tournament, the end of the NBA season. We are still 100% on one unit plays in the MLB and, of course, the end of Euro 2020. But we are here to look at the final group stage games as we head towards the last 16. Everything will be decided with these last six games. Just to say something that I wanted to point out on the last show, but I decided not to because I knew the show was going to be long enough anyway. So I'm going to point it out here. Um, The 15-minute show that I did prior to the last show, which was a 37-minute show, I did that from my hospital bed on the same day in the evening that I came out of surgery. Like major, major surgery. I needed my tendons uh, put back together, my ligaments reattached, a broken bone in my leg plated and screwed, um, screws and bolts in my ankle. Like my leg was completely destroyed. I was in a three hour operation. I went under general anesthetic. And when I came out of anesthetic, I couldn't piss or shit. 
I didn't shit the whole time I was actually in the hospital. They actually had to give me um, laxatives for that. Uh, they didn't let me go from, from hospital until I had one bowel movement. But the pissing stuff, that was obviously more of a concern. So the woman, against my wishes, because I couldn't force anything out, stuck a catheter up there which is the most painful fucking shit that you, you you could possibly have. And for days, I couldn't stop pissing. I was going for like 20, 30 pisses a day. And when they took it out, I was pissing out piss with blood as well. So with fucking anesthetic in my body and me being on morphine in pain with a smashed up leg with metal in it, with blood and piss coming out of my dick, which was leaking onto my hospital pants. I sat there on my fucking bed and made sure that I did the show and made sure that we had every single group stage show done. And if you don't believe me, I'll send you a fucking photo. So what I didn't need was some dude messaging me, telling me my picks were shit because he had gone all in on England because they had England to nil and England should have won to nil against Scotland because the call was right. England were on top of that game, but they couldn't break through because Gareth Southgate didn't pick the make right team and make the right substitutions. But also, England should have had a penalty that VAR should have given. But nonetheless... That was one pick wrong on the show. Now, the show didn't end up being a great show going into the second day. But at the point, this fucking idiot decided to DM me and saying, you're shit, I'm done with your picks. I was four and one on the day. I had a draw in the Czech Republic-Croatia game, uh, the under, sorry. Um, I had uh, Czech on the double chance market because I couldn't see them getting beaten. In the morning, I just had uh, Sweden to win on the money line and the under in the Sweden-Slovakia game as well. So... We're sitting at 4-0 when England didn't get the sweep, the 5-0 sweep for the day. And this idiot messages me for a show that I did on a fucking hospital bed in that state. Jesus, guys, have some fucking perspective. I am sitting here like, normally I do my shows because I need to do my shows. I like talking about soccer. I get paid to talk about soccer. I want people to head over to lockbetting.com. This is the dream job for me to, to be here doing what I'm doing, covering soccer. I know in the past I've been on the reality TV and done bits and pieces and been a club promoter, etc. But ultimately, I'm exactly where I want to be. So I'm not going to lie about that and ask you guys to thank me. But there's some, there's some points where you have to go above and beyond. And you even make the decision to take the time off, which I was allowed to do, given the circumstances that I had broke my leg. And unfortunately, that's stopping me from doing the even more content that I wanted to do. I wanted to do a lot more tactical videos here during this, um, during this tournament. And unfortunately, I can't. But you can also do a lot less. And there was no way that I had to do that show. There's nobody else that would have done it. There is no one else that would have come out of that surgery on morphine with a bashed up leg with blood coming out of their fucking dick and done the show for you. So put some stuff into perspective. Don't shoot me these fucking shitty DMs. If you want to do something, why don't you leave some positive reviews um, for the Soccer Gambling Podcast? We haven't seen any for a while because we are doing well here, nonetheless, with our leans. We're also doing well over on the um, international show, uh, international daily show over at lockbetting.com if you sign up for that. That's uh, Euro 2020 recaps and the 
Copper America as well. So I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to give a shout out to this fucking idiot and um, and, and mention him specifically for um, for the message that he sent me. And uh, like I said, if you want to see my bloody hospital pants for the blood that was leaking out of my dick because I couldn't piss after a major surgery, if you want to see a picture of my leg and see the position it was in, if you want to see an x-ray to see how many breaks were in my leg and ankle, I have it all for you. But I still turn up to work, not the next day, not a week later, but on the same day and made sure that we got every single fucking show done here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So let's not waste any more time talking about idiots. Let's move on and um, and get this show done here. And we begin with England's group here, Group D. Um, tomorrow, Group D is going to be a standalone group. It's going to be eight o'clock kickoffs, and it's just going to be England's group here with the game between Croatia and Scotland, which is much more important than England's game and England's game against the Czech Republic. England are available here at best price of four to six to win the game. It's 11 to four to draw, and it's 13 to two on the Czechs. Now, England have not played well at all at this tournament. And there's a theory, obviously, that it's better not to win this group than it is to win this group. And that is obviously true. And um, England would probably benefit from not winning this group tomorrow. And if they draw this game, they don't win this group because Czech Republic go into this group on top on goal difference. But that's very, very much disregarding the fact that the Czechs will be intelligent enough to work this out as well. You don't need to be some kind of genius to look at a Euro 2020 wall chart and work out who you could potentially play next. You don't have to be anyone special. Any two-bit capper can have a look at this and work out who the teams want to play. So England aren't overly intelligent because Gareth Southgate navigated a easier direction before in a previous tournament. And the way that the media and, um, and generally the public are coming down on England... I don't think they can afford to not win this game. As for the Czech Republic, they've had an incredible tournament and I think they'll be the team tomorrow that are resting players. So there's actually incredible value here on England at the 4-6 to six price to win this game and subsequently win the group and give themselves that Group F matchup in the last 16 because the pressure is on England to not only get the win but to perform because they haven't performed well in this tournament and especially on specific players. I'll be surprised to see Raheem Sterling starting in the game. Uh, Harry Kane desperately needs a goal. And obviously now we have the COVID issue, which is ridiculous with Mason Mount and Chilwell out of the game for hugging Billy Gilmore when there's photos of Steve Clark basically um, basically wanting to take him back to his hotel room and fuck him. And um, yet Steve Clark's still going to be on the touchline tomorrow managing the game. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. This COVID bullshit makes no sense. There's there's different rules for everything, particularly here in England, where we have things as ridiculous as you have to wear a mask to sit at a table, but you can eat at a table and have an entire meal with as many people as you like, as long as every time you walk up, walk to get up or to do anything like such as pay the bill or go to the toilet, you need to put the mask back on again. Um, social distancing is bullshit as well. There's um, various rules about the vaccine. If you've had it, uh, you can hang out with other vaccinated people but you need to wear a mask if to, to protect others that haven't it's just listen I don't want to make this show 
about COVID, but fucking hell, two players are missing an England game and a Scottish player is out, is out of the tournament because he tested positive for COVID for no symptoms. So his tournament is over and the two England players can't play because they hugged him. But the manager that also hugged him even more emotionally and enthusiastically is going to be on the touchline for Scotland and he doesn't need any kind of um, isolation. It's a fucking joke. It makes no sense at all. Um, going back to this game, as I said, I think England are going to be pressurised into putting out a performance. I think they'll win this game. And I think I'm even more convinced by it because of the fact that I think the Czechs will put out a weakened team. I think they are under less pressure. They'll look at this situation. They can rest the likes of uh, Patrick Schick, who's been one of the best players in the tournament so far, and um, just coast into second place and get themselves that easier game. The easier game that they would be looking at here if they were to finish second in the group if I consult my um if I consult my own wall chart here would possibly be against Poland if Poland managed to get into second place and beat Sweden in their game that is my prediction we'll talk about that when we get to it or if it's not Poland they'll end up playing it against Sweden because Sweden could be the team that is second in that group. Could even be Spain if if Sweden beat um, Poland and Spain end up uh, beating Slovakia, but they'll be two points behind Sweden because they've drawn their first two games. Then that won't really work out for the Czech Republic anyway. But it's worth taking the gamble here in terms of utilising your squad, weakening them. If they get a result, that's that's incredible. If your second team beats England, that's going to put some real, real pressure on England, who have already qualified, by the way, as a result of today's results. Um, England cannot now be eliminated from the competition at this stage. But um, I think Czech Republic will rotate and make it even more easy for England. I think England, um, we, with Mount out of the team, it really takes away the option here to drop the two holding midfielders. And that was something that Southgate was massively criticised for in terms of why are you playing two holding midfielders and your fullbacks aren't attacking either. It's just a massively conservative way to play from a massively conservative manager. This is what you get when you um, implement a defender as your England manager. He was a centre-back. He thinks like a centre-back. And that, I think, is a problem here, looking at the way that England are set up to win this tournament. The last time England played the Czech Republic at Wembley in qualifying for this tournament, they won 5-0. And if that ends up being the result, there is a possibility that the Czech Republic can drop into, well, if they win 5-0 and, and Croatia or Scotland win, then the Czech Republic will end up uh, dropping. Uh, sorry, if um, Croatia, it's very complicated. If Croatia win, only if Croatia win, because their head-to-head record against the Czech Republic is that they drew with each other, then they can overtake the Czech Republic by beating Scotland. And if England win by two or three goals in that game, but... If uh, Scotland win, then it doesn't matter. Czech Republic will finish second because they already have the head-to-head edge. Uh, this, this, competi- this competition is ridiculously complicated. I do understand it all because it's my job. But if you're coming in as a neutral or a new soccer fan, these stupid rules are not going to entice you at all. It's very, very overly complicated with the whole head-to-head system. Uh, I think goal difference would have been a better way to go. Uh, so England beat the Czechs 5-0 in qualifying, as I said. The England team, despite the fact that a poor result last time they now have kept clean sheets in uh, in seven of their last eight games here uh, they've also won seven of their last eight 
and have won 1-0 in three of the last four matches. And a 1-0 win here would do, but I think it will be a little bit more convincing than that because, as I said, Czech Republic would have looked at the draw. They don't want to really win this group. They'd rather play the, the runner-up here in Group E, no doubt about it. And I think we'll see some rotation from them, more rotation from them than we'll see from England. As I said, Gareth Southgate ain't no genius. Anybody who um, who knows how to look at a wall chart can see how this tournament works out. It's very disrespectful to the Czech Republic to think that um, all of a sudden they're going to put their full team out here and they're not aware of the situation. They're not idiots. They're an international football team. So um, yeah, England on the money line here for me at four to six. Up next, we look at the game here between Croatia and Scotland. And I think... This is going to be a tight one. Neither of these teams have been able to do much in attack so far. Scotland haven't scored a single goal and Croatia needed a moment of magic from Perisic. Otherwise, they didn't look like doing too much in that game against the Czech Republic and against England either. They are available here at 13 to 10 best price to win this game. It's 13 to 5 the draw and it's 21 to 10 here on Scotland. I cannot see Scotland winning this game, even though they are the home team. Um... I don't see many goals in Scotland, so I do like Croatia as a pick here at four to six. I think it's going to be Croatia or it's going to end up being a draw, which would subsequently eliminate both of these teams. I also love a play on the under. These two teams so far have played three hours of football each and have combined for one single goal. As I said, a moment of magic from Perisic. So I really like the under two and a half goals. I think it's going to be a tight game and I think it could be decided by one moment of magic and that will probably come from a Croatian player. So I'm just looking for the... Um, I've just switched over my uh, my page here so I cannot find the under for you. Here it is. The under two and a half goals, massive value here at four to five in this one. I think that will be the way I play it. And um, as we have England-Croatia as a dual forecast going into this game, I'll be hoping that Croatia can win it and that England can beat the Czechs by more than one goal. I do feel that that will all come to fruition tomorrow, but I'm a little bit more certain that this will be a low-scoring game. When you look at statistical data like that and you watch these two teams play, I don't see many goals in either of them. And if whoever gets through here, whoever wins this game, if anybody wins this game, I don't think they're going to go too far in the tournament. I think Croatia are nothing like the team that they were from three years ago, and they desperately need to find a striker somewhere. Without that goal input... Uh, Croatia are going to struggle but I still think they're going to manage to find a way to beat Scotland and that sounds disrespectful because Scotland have just come off a performance where they pushed England so hard but that just speaks volumes about how bad England were and obviously how passionate Scotland were about that one particular game that was their cup final they didn't want to lose that their supporters were were celebrating that and even though it's done it's done nothing but giving them a chance to stay in the tournament I, I think this screams of a of a letdown spot it's a weird like a letdown spot off a nil nil draw but I truly feel that is the situation here when you look at Scotland. Up next, we move to Wednesday and uh, we look at this Spain group. We start with Spain versus Slovakia. And I was talking about how ridiculous it was that Spain were at one to five. They're now at one to seven. They're at one to seven to beat this Slovakia team. Have you seen Spain play? 
How are they a one to seven to beat anybody? I wouldn't take one to seven on them to beat a pub team. It's six to one on the draw and it's 16 to one on Slovakia. Look, they're going to dominate the ball and Slovakia are going to sit in. So if Spain do win this game, they are going to probably keep a clean sheet in the process. So there's much more value on Spain to win to Nilke at three to four. But uh, I'm not touching that one to seven. In fact, I'm heavily, uh, some of my futures are heavily invested in Spain winning this group and to get through to the next round. So offering them up here at one to seven gives me an incredible hedge here on the draw at seven to one. So I will be taking some hedge action on that, making sure we significantly reduce our losses to very little, if not anything, with Spain managing to somehow fuck this up. Because so far, they've absolutely dominated two games and they've come away with two points and no wins. So that is concerning for me. Luis Enrique has a lot to put right in this game. And uh, I'll be hoping that my hedge doesn't come to fruition and that Spain do turn up and put up a good performance and do justify this ridiculous 1-7 to price by absolutely thumping this Slovakia team. Looking at the data here, that's exactly what should happen. Um, Spain did come into this tournament in good form, although they have come into this tournament with a very, very odd squad. Um, I also think this one will go under the total. I just don't see three goals in any Spain game. I was talking about that yesterday. Uh, Spain have only seen six goals across their last four matches, so that goes to two matches outside the tournament as well, whereas Slovakia have seen fewer than three goals in three of the last four and um, in addition to that, nine of Spain's last 13 matches have gone under two and a half goals. However, Spain have kept clean sheets in three of the last four games. So lots of supporting data for everything I've said here on that one. Up next, really important game here for Poland. It's a must-win game against Sweden. If they win, they're in. They occupy second place in the group. Well, they could occupy top place in the group. Poland could end up winning this group tomorrow. If, uh, if Spain end up drawing and Poland win, they would win the group on a head-to-head record. So anything is possible here for these two teams. Sweden could also win the group with a draw or a win. Uh, if they end up drawing and Spain end up winning, it will go down to goal difference, but that's most likely to favour Spain. Unless this is a massive score draw, then, um, then Sweden would have more goals scored. It's all very, very complicated. Um, hopefully it won't come down to any of that. I like Poland to win this game as a 30 to eight favourites. It's 2-1 to one Sweden and it's 11-5 the draw. Because of the must-win situation, I think they'll win it. I do think the Swedes here will play for the point that makes sure that they go through here in second place. But Poland, they, they seem to get their act together uh, against Spain and I think they will create one or two moments of magic and they have Lewandowski there who will just finish anything. He finished his one chance in the game against Spain in a game that was dominated by the Spaniards. I do think this will be a tight game though with Sweden sitting in so under two and a half goals will cash again. It has cashed in five of Sweden's last seven games and Sweden themselves have won to nil in five of their last seven games so don't be surprised if they nick it and end up winning this group which will really throw a spanner in the world works and um, I'll be taking some hedges in that direction as well. Uh, Poland have also lost to Neil in four of their last five meetings with Sweden, which is concerning. Uh, Sweden have only lost one of their last nine, and Sweden have kept clean sheets in six of their last seven games. So if you're taking Poland as the favourites here, it's a real gut handicap and play just because you think they're the better team and they're in a situation where they're in a must-win situation. But Sweden will be capable of holding them off. We saw them hold off Spain with um, 85% of the ball and they created the best chance to win the game. So 
This is a bit of an odd line here to see uh, Poland as favourites. I do think that they'll manage to find a way to get through and win it. But um, I don't know if the favouritism is justified here when you look at the stats and the record. So I'm going to pass on that because I'll already be rooting for Sweden not to win this game. I don't care if Poland win. I just don't want Sweden to win this game so that Spain can win the group and give us a better chance of um, of catching the future of Spain to reach the quarterfinal. But even that, even if Spain do get through and beat Slovakia and get through to the quarterfinal, you can't see them going too much further in this tournament. I mean, that last 16 game is going to be very, very edgy with a team that just pass around from side to side and are so laboured and just don't look like they just don't look like they know what they're doing and have any goals in them at all. Luis Enrique really needs to look at this and sort this team out drastically if they're going to go any further here in this tournament. Up next, you have Germany versus Hungary, where Germany aren't as big a favourites as Spain, which is surprising to me because I think after their last performance, they just romp this game. It's in Germany. They're at home. They're the one to five favourites to win. It's 13 to two to draw and it's 14 to one on the Hungarians. Uh, yeah, as I said, I reiterate, Germany, I think, steamroll this team. They'll build off what they did last time out. Although I do think Hungary will be able to score in this game. Germany's Nations League campaign in 2020 saw them concede in every game with uh, BTTS landing in five of them. Um, Hungary have scored in seven of their last eight competitive games, including scoring against France. And both teams have scored in Germany's last five. And three of Hungary's last four games have actually had under two and a half goals. But I don't think that will continue here. I just think Hungary, Hungary will make a contribution as uh, Germany just push up in this game, doing what they did last time with the five forwards, getting their wing backs forward, overmatching this team with the numbers. Obviously, as Germany progress through the tournament, teams will start to work that out. But if Germany can win this game and there is no winner in the France-Portugal game, or if Portugal beat France, or if Portugal and France have a draw, anything but a France win and a Germany win here gives Germany the group. That gives them a very, very nice path moving forward in the tournament. As far as I've worked it out, they could end up playing Switzerland in the next round. Uh, and after that, after they navigate through Switzerland, they could end up playing the, the Czech Republic in the next round as the Czech Republic finish second in the group. So it would be the Czech Republic or Poland or Sweden or it just it just doesn't matter which one it is. I think that's a very nice path and suddenly a team that were heavily criticised look like they have a very clear path through to the semi-final if they can win this group. In order to win this group, they need to win this game and... Uh, there needs to be um, a draw or a Portugal win in the France-Portugal game, which we'll move on to next. Uh, obviously, we need to give a pick on this one. I would lean towards um, Germany to win and both teams scoring there. Big plus money play for you there. So let's look at this final game. A lot of people will look at it as the most interesting game. Uh, Portugal's future in this tournament is in danger if they are handed any kind of significant loss. They currently have a plus one goal difference. And at the moment, you have um, Finland on a minus two goal difference and Ukraine on a minus one goal difference. So... As long as Portugal don't lose this game by two goals, 
they should be able to go through to the next round of the tournament. And also, the situation between Scotland and Croatia is, if they end up drawing that game, the third place team will only have two points, which will be Croatia. And two points definitely puts you out of the tournament. And it could even allow... um, it could even allow Ukraine back into the tournament. At the moment, it looks like they'll go out, but suddenly they'll be back in the tournament if um, if there is if there is a draw in the Scotland Croatia game. Ukraine will go back in. Finland will obviously still be out, and then Finland can also get back in if Portugal are hammered here in this game. So lots of permutations to look at. I have sat there and worked everything out for you. Listen, I don't expect that to happen. I think this game will pretty much play out conservatively into a draw with the two teams cancelling each other out. It's 6-5 to five France, 2-1 to one on the draw, 11-4 on Portugal. And uh, I am going to go for under two and a half goals in this one. That has cashed in all of France's games in this tournament so far. Despite the fact they've looked very creative and created loads of chances, they haven't gone over this total and they haven't scored more than a single goal in the game. Portugal hit for four last time and have a really good defensive record going into this tournament. They're going to want to tighten things up, especially to make sure that they do go play go through as one of those third place teams. And of course, there is a choice here for, um, for France to go for it and to win the group. That will mean that they avoid England if England win their group. Um, but I don't think France have anything to fear, really. They are the, the world champions. And um, contrary to what some people might believe, they won't be worried about facing England in the last 16 of this tournament. So ultimately, whether it plays out into a into a draw where the two teams are just happy to qualify or whether it be a case of Portugal being able to keep this French team at bay and trying to hit them on the counter-attack, I think we we will end up seeing two styles that cancel each other out. I spoke yesterday about how Portugal set up differently against Germany. I think they'll learn from that. I think we may see a slight change of formation. They play a very, very old-school kind of 4-4-2. It's somewhat of a, of a diamond, but we do see uh, Bruno Fernandes being asked to push out a little bit too far sometimes. I think they need to possibly address that and give their back four a little bit more protection, especially when they're coming up against top teams after what Germany did with them. The blueprint is there to beat Portugal, which is to overmatch them with numbers. And um, and, and that's exactly what France will be probably trying to do. Also, when you're looking at France being a counter-attacking team and you're looking at Portugal playing Pepe at the back still, that is a massive advantage here to France. So I do think that they'll sit back, protect their defence a lot more, make themselves a lot more difficult to break down. Defending numbers, France already do. That's why they beat the Germans. They gave themselves a lot more protection there with Pogba actually carrying out his defensive duties and Kante being Kante as well. So for me... Somebody could win this game. It's most likely to be France, which would make things difficult for Portugal. But they'll still end up going through by losing this game because of the minus goal differentials of other teams. And uh, my play for this one, or my lean for this one rather, will be taking the under two and a half goals. And that one is available at four to six. So that completes your group stages. I will be back with the last 16 games at the weekend. But until then... Good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening.